0: 702 702 for the curious on 92.7 and 106 FM.
1: 11 minutes past two and uh, we've got an update for you this afternoon. If you recall the story that we shared last week from Rose uh, Shivuti and uh, we also have we'll be focusing this afternoon as part of our consumer feature on credit life insurance. Um, But first, let's uh, find out from Wendy what the progress is regarding Rose's story with the post office.
2: Good afternoon, Wendy. Hello, a Yes, I'm happy to say I did get a response, although there's still a little question mark. But the story's <laughs> killing me. But anyway, so I remember Rose Chavute was asked to pay customs duty on a parcel that she received as a gift from a friend in Namibia. Yes. It contained four bottles of hair serum. They One of them leaked, but that's another story. We're not going to recap that. So yeah. her package was initially sent to Bryanston Post Office at Sloan Center. There she was asked to pay a thousand rand for customs duty, bearing in mind that this is a well was a gift mm. at valued at about six hundred rand, way below the maximum of one thousand four hundred rand, which qualifies a gift as a gift. If it's worth more than that, then you have to pay customs duty, and that if it's under fourteen hundred rand, then you don't. Right. Yeah. So anyway, Rose protested about paying anything, let alone a thousand rand, and they sent the package. With the goods receipt, she'd got a receipt from the friend who'd bought this, this, these products, in the Namibia, And they sent it to um, customs at oh, O.R. I'll tumble tumble for, evalu- mm-hmm. uh, for re-evaluation. Three months later, and that's the story in itself if you ask me, three months later, the post office in four ways contacted Rose to tell her that they had her package and she can come and collect it. You've got to laugh. But it's now going to cost you 2344 Ran to collect yes. it. So when you so, when you
1: uh, shared this particular story last week, you hadn't had a response from the post I hadn't office. Hadn't had a response. Yet. Yeah.
2: Yes. So I have since heard from Sipo Mashelle mm-hmm. of the SA Post Office, who said that that was human error. It appears he said that her item was assessed using US dollars instead of Namibian dollars. Oh. So I suppose six hundred ish dollars US. I have so they calculated the um, the customs and VAT on that. I have asked for a reassessment, Sipo says, and we will be in touch regarding the correct customs charge. It appears the item is still at the Leaping Frog Post Office. This item is leaping all over the country. <laughs> <And> we, <laughs> yes, we, of we course, will. from Bryston to Oartambo, Now it's at Poys. Wow. And we will keep. Ask them to keep the parcel until it has been assessed. In view of this error, we have asked employees tasked with the import tax assessment to pay close attention to the country where the item was posted from. That will make it clear what currency was used on the invoice. Yeah. Okay, so as I said, in Rose's case, those bottles of hair serum were a gift. Yes, there was an invoice, but it was bought by her friend in Namibia. Um, So it was a gift to her. The value was less than 600 rand. Uh, not dollars, rand. So she shouldn't have had to pay a customs duty at, that at all. So we have to follow up there. But I think it, you know it was. The question was: say she had ordered it um, from that company mm-hmm. in Namibia herself, two thousand three hundred, what two thousand four hundred on on six hundred rands worth of, yes. of hair product is is crazy. So now we know what they did. They they calculated that six hundred. Uh, that the, the duty on that amount of six hundred, as if it was US dollars and not right. Um, so if right. if the uh, if it's Namibian, whatever it was,
1: Namibian dollars, yes. Right. So, okay. So if they if they did think it was dollars, then the uh, amount, if we look at um, mm-hmm. the dollar to the the, the 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 rand, and we take it at fourteen rand, it would have been about eight thousand four hundred rand. Mm. The well, value. Whatever. The yes, value. but they made yeah. that mistake. So, so, so that all shows of this you, effort, all this schlep, all this time <laughs> because of but that. that shows whatever. you
2: the extent of that of the duties. 2,300 yeah. on something or 8,000. So be very careful when ordering yes. um, on, online. Um, the advice is um, if, if you do feel that the import duty is excessive for whatever reason, ask uh-huh. the post office branch that has your parcel to keep it. And and then send the invoice as well as the tracking details of that parcel to um, a certain post office address, which we will post, asking for a reassessment. Um, And remember we had the question mark, you had the experience, and one of the callers did Mm -hmm. about um, when you say, no, um, I'm not paying, you you ordered that fabric, I'm not paying that amount of customs duty. And then they say, well, we're going to keep it here or something and charge you storage. Yes. I asked about that. It's nonsense. Uh, And the official policy is to um just return if the if the item is uncollected for whatever reason it gets returned to sender. Oh so there's none of, no, no such thing as these storage fees. Well that's what I was told and that's from the official source. Um slide two, okay. Yeah, I think it was just canceling kind of you yes, into paying exactly. up yeah. And I yeah. did. <laughs> so good to know <laughs> you see it works. <laughs> Clearly they've discovered that that line works. Yes. Um so I learned something in researching this particular uh, – Rose's particular case because uh-huh. um, this is the advice, official advice from the post office. Unless you um, – this applies. Unless you buy something from Amazon or whatever other international online retailer includes the duties, VAT, and delivery costs and the price that you pay them. So when it lands here, you, f- you collect it, whether it's from a courier or, or a post office, you don't have to pay any more. Yes. Most of the companies, as you've discovered, there are extra costs – to um, pay but Michelle said to me um, it is very important for the sender to attach an invoice to the parcel in Mm. South Africa SARS retains parcels that don't have invoices on them until they receive an invoice however many postal administrations immediately return items without an invoice to the sender Mm. Uh, so he says you must um, customers must have their full details revealed uh, and the full details of the contents rather revealed for example New shoes and clothing are taxed in order to protect our South African manufacturing industries Uh against dumped goods. In an instant where a customer cannot fit his clothing into a suitcase, this obviously happens often overseas, and decides to post the overflow, it should be described as sender's second hand or sender's used clothing. A simple description of clothing will attract the incorrect tax. So you post them to yourself thinking you're not going to pay the overweight charges at the right. airport in New York or London or wherever. And then it gets here and you've got to pay tax. It's actually f- funny in a so, horrible way. So you these pay-
1: are, if, if my luggage is too full
2: yeah, and, and these it-
1: are my old clothes, not new clothes.
2: The clothes you travel to wherever with, yes. Yeah, so
1: these are old clothes that I've been traveling with. My luggage is overflowing, uh, and I don't want to pay airport tax, but I'm willing it's, to pay the cost you to, send to send You don't want
2: to pay the overweight baggage oh, yes, penalty, the excess which is baggage. huge. Yes, yeah. Yeah.
1: and I'd rather pay for sending them than I must label yes. them senders secondhand or senders used clothing. I because think what
2: often happens is you normally go to the airport with someone, um, and then you say to them, oh, you know, yeah, take these clothes, please post them to me. And then okay. that person kindly just puts clothing. And then you uh, then have to have this argument at the, with the post office. Yes. And goes, these are not new clothes. These are, you know, these are my clothes and tell the story. And it's just a whole lot of schleps. Right, so, that's so a you attract
1: inc- uh, um, import duties, duties are on that. and
2: VAT. And VAT again the mm. second time. Okay, So I thought that was an interesting tip. He um, also said if you've got special shoes, and I think obviously uh, – um, there's more choice overseas. People order special shoes for to compensate for disabil- disabilities of some kind. Mm-hmm. You mustn't just mark the parcel as as shoes. Um, you must tell the sender they must be um, marked um, shoes for the disabled or what, corrective shoes or whatever. Otherwise, so there's no tax on on the special oh, shoes. That's but it's important if, to note. If, yeah, if they if it's just normal shoes, there will be tax. So this is all just to spare ourselves unnecessary hassle. And right. um, when we go to collect
1: it, yeah, so I think then yeah. it's useful, depending on the parcel that you're sending that you uh, um, uh, contact the post office to be clear about the labeling, and you're giving us some of those guidelines now, but in case our listeners forget then it's worth contacting the post office to get the correct details on how we should label our parcels yep
2: and they 've got a it's all on their website, and we'll we'll post that address okay. and just one more tip from last week, which was really with um Repeating whether you're getting something sent to you as a as an order that uh-huh. you bought or a gift, get the sender to put your um, cell number on the outside of the package so yes. that um, they can easily get hold of you to come and collect and that can save you a lot of time. A lot of these backlogs are because um they're unable to um get hold of you i mean they have your address i don't know what the problem is but that's what i've been told by the post office put the cell number on it will it will it will um speed things up yes so, yeah. you saw what happened to
1: rose and all the months that went by come yes. on now
2: months and months yes. so there we have it i hope to leave the park the post office issue for <laughs> for a little while now
1: why um, are you so frustrated was it difficult dealing with the post office in no, this particular just, case
2: no, you, they just there's always a confusion between whether it's a gift or not a gift and what applies and um what doesn't. So impact, yeah. in Rose's case, they addressed the fact of the fact of that the value of the parcel was 600 rand, not mm-hmm. 600 dollars, as they mistakenly thought. But actually, it's a gift. Mm-hmm. So she sh- and it was less than six less than f- 1,400 rand value, which is the limit for something to be considered a gift. Um, and in other words, due to customs duty and VAT free. Yeah, um, so yeah. it was a gift. It was sent by a friend in a It was less than 1400 rands worth of hair products. Which so we're entitled
1: to annually. She I'll never shouldn't have,
2: that one. yes. Twi- two gifts a year. Uh, I, su- I suppose they account for birthday and Christmas or something. I don't know how they came up with two, but it's two a year. Um, so now I have to go back and say, um, but it's a gift. So, <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. But, but but actually, their misunderstanding of the fact that it was a gift because there was this invoice is actually help was helpful to me because I didn't understand that the, uh, um, how that two three had been arrived at, even if it wasn't a gift, and okay. it was about not getting the currency of the sender right. So right. Okay, yeah. so that lays
1: to rest the for now, for now the post office it's, issue But let's yes. take a break And then after this, uh, we also want to hear from you about credit life insurance um, Because we got an email from one of our listeners who got in touch last week Voyo, who contacted our producer And of course we passed the case on to Wendy But uh, credit life insurance, have you ever had to uh, 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 use credit life insurance? Did you remember that you had credit life insurance? That's uh, coming up with Wendy Nola after the break.
0: Seven oh two. Asanya Mosaka. Lines are always open on o double one double eight three. 702
1: 25 minutes past two. So let's get into this week's topic, because every Thursday we bring you a consumer corner, consumer conversation with Wendy Nola, who's a consumer journalist. And you've been passing on your scenarios, your uh, cases to her. And uh, we've just concluded uh, an update on last week's case. And now let's look at uh, this week's story, which has to do with credit life insurance. So, Wendy, just take us back to what happened last week. We got a call from... From one of our listeners, Voyo.
2: yes, so um she was in this situation um and she spoke to Cabazella who passed it on to me. So let me just take a step back. So when you take a loan, mm-hmm. um, lenders will offer you insurance, credit life insurance to cover death and dread diseases such as stroke cancer. Heart attack, renal failure, organ transplant—a whole bundle of of quite life changing health events. Yeah. So if you die or you have one of those major health issues, the balance of your loan will be written off, which mm. is peace of mind. So a lot of people, most people, I would say, um, opt to to pay that little bit extra for that insurance. But the thing is, and you can never get these these figures out of the industry, but I I know from The cases that I've dealt with, a lot of people don't think to claim if they fall ill. And and even uh, post death, a lot of times those those um, credit life policies aren't claimed on because people have, you know, no one's keeping track of where they are, who they're with and and the rest.
1: I was going to say that that's probably what happens, that we forget Mm. Or the things that we've signed up for, you know, in that moment when they're saying sign here, sign here, sign here, uh, initial here and so on. This is for this and that. You know, we we don't keep uh, a solid enough hard copy record on the one hand, but also we don't keep track. We don't call mm. and say, it, what am I covered for again annually and, you and can so You can
2: imagine on. How, what a big business Credit Life Insurance is right. and it has been quite Contentious in, in in many respects. Yeah. Anyway, so Vuya was one of these people who mm. who kind of forgot what she, that she'd taken out this this protection. So she took a sixty five thousand rand loan. from a loan company that I'm not naming yet and we'll we'll find out in a bit. In May 2017, she'd had an issue with a builder and left her in in the lurch, and so she she borrowed this money. She opted to pay an extra 298 rand, almost 300 rand a month for credit life insurance, bringing her monthly um, repayment installment to 3,100 rand, and that's over three years from May 2017. So she's still paying. She was unfortunately... Diagnosed with a very aggressive form of cancer last uh, towards the end of last year, but it wasn't until about a month ago or so that she remembered that she'd taken out that credit life insurance with that loan, right? Mm-hmm. So, and and it that but you know it only has eight nine months left to to run, but you know it's three it's three thousand rand a month that she's paying for yeah. that loan repayment. She's never missed a payment, by the way. She's completely solid with her repayments. So she submitted her oncologist's letter and all her lab results, but her claim was rejected on the grounds that she doesn't, in fact, have cancer. Now, huh? I've seen all the results, and I've seen the oncologist's letter, and I'm like, exactly what you just said, huh? Yeah. Really? So, you know, um, the, the, the the wording on her oncologist's letter states that she has cancer of the digestive tract, yeah, and it's a malignant tumor. I mean, it's very clearly mm-hmm. um, it's a highly qualified Oncologist with prof next to her <laughs> name. I mean, so um, so that's when Voyeur contacted us, and I took up the case with the insurer. And I'm thinking slam dunk case now to bring to our listeners. Yes. Unfortunately, Voyeur has also lodged um, a formal complaint with the ombudsman for long term insurance, mm. um, which is uh, which is what it's there for as a as, you know it's a free complaint service, and they adjudicate. Um, Independently and come up with a finding either for the company or for the the insurer, the consumer. Uh-huh. Um, but when that happens, um, I always, when I find that, I'll always sigh because the companies then won't respond to any media queries until that process has run its course. And the, the ombuds are, uh, you know, as, as efficient as they can be, but that process, depending on the complexity of the case, and I can't see this one being too complex, but it's anything from one. Month, what six weeks to about six months? I'm hoping it's sooner rather than later. But, in uh, however long it is, mm. we can't report on the case until that's concluded. Okay. It's the same thing if somebody goes to an attorney, they say it's subjudicate, we're not commenting.
1: Wait, I, just, I do want us to uh, give that part of the story a little bit more space and okay. it's actually 2.30 now, so I've got to take headlines. Of course. Uh, so we'll, <laughs> so we'll <laughs> unpack uh, the, the, the story, for your story a little bit more, especially this part that pertains to lodging your complaint with the ombudsman and how yes. that potentially can curtail other processes. So, um, and then of course, I want to hear from you about credit life insurance. Um, was there a time that you were offered it, you didn't take it, and maybe you needed it in the long run? Or did you ever uh, use it, and was it a smooth enough process? Is it worth taking out credit life insurance on a loan, or on a debt? Uh, or is it just... You end up finding you find that it's it's additional, it's addi- it's added to your premium, it's extra, you're paying that extra. And uh, at the end of the day, you end up not using it because maybe you're covered in other ways. Uh, so do give us a call. Your thoughts are on credit life insurance on 011 8830702 31702 for your SMSs, your WhatsApps, and your voice notes on 0727021702 702.
0: Asanya is on Twitter at Asanya underscore.
1: It's 25 minutes to uh, 3 o'clock. So uh this afternoon we're chatting to Wendy Nola about credit life insurance. You know, we all manage our daily finances in our own different ways. Um, and sometimes when you take out a loan, there's often this option to take a uh, credit life insurance. So if you're diagnosed with a critical condition or you become permanently disabled or unexpectedly retrenched in some cases, um, the, the last thing that you or your family need are all these out, outstanding debts. So it's often very tempting to take out this uh, the, this insurance. So uh, if you, say, pass away, or if something does happen, you get that dreaded disease, uh, that loan or that debt, in fact, gets written off. So we were uh, looking at uh, Vuyo's story where she was diagnosed with a very aggressive form of uh, cancer and she had taken out uh, credit life insurance on a loan, a 65,000 rand loan that she'd taken out in 2017, but now the insurer uh, declined her, her her, her claim. It is a claim, yes, Her her claim for this debt to be written off. And so Wendy has taken on the case. But unfortunately, before contacting us, maybe I shouldn't say unfortunately, but before contacting us, she had laid a formal complaint with the ombudsman, which means that it's off limits for now.
2: For now, temporarily. I also, yeah, unfortunate only in the sense that, we as media can't. Uh, we can pursue the case, but the the company is within its rights to not to respond. Not respond because mm. it's it's a form of sub So I have it in many of my complaints. Um, it's quite natural. Mm-hmm. I think if you're desperate for some sort of justice, to sort of uh, scattergun your your pleas for help. Yeah, and so to go to a journalist to. To um, write to the company to lodge a complaint to uh, with one of the ombudsmen. So I often get it, and and consumers often don't think to tell me that they've done that. Why, why would they? Mm-hmm. Um, and so only when I take up the case do I find out that the motor industry ombuds has, is is investigating that the case or the long term or the short term insurance or the phase ombuds, which is for um, if you have a complaint against an, a broker. Yeah. So. So, in this case, it it was disappointing because, as I said before the headlines, um, I looked at the, I'm no doctor and I'm no insurer, but um, really, I looked at the lab results and I looked at the letter from the oncologist and the word malignant cancer, it was very clear. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was very interested to hear on what grounds they um, denied the claim because I looked at um, the the policy wording as well and it said... um, uh, cancer was one of the many so-called dread diseases or health events that um, was listed there, and this is definitely um, a cancer and a very um, sadly a very aggressive form of cancer. So, yeah. as I say, it seemed like a slam dunk case to me, but we shall see either way whether the um, ruling goes for or against for you. And I'm pretty sure it will be for. But w- whatever the case is, we will report back. Um, once that once I know him, obviously okay. he was going to let me know. But I just thought it was an important. Um, uh, well, it, it was a good way, a good reason for us to talk about credit life insurance mm. because our family believe that a lot of times people don't make a claim because they forget about it. Um, and uh, you know, it, well as it is, we were, it, I think she. It was already um, at least nine months. After she was diagnosed, that she thought, oh, hold on, I've yeah. got this cover." Yeah. So you can only, from your time, the claim is lodged. That's only for remaining um, installments, obviously yes. on your loan or your or whatever you, yeah. And with often it's with people who have clothing accounts. There's uh, there's protection on there, and then should you um, get, as you said, also other policies will cover retrenchment. And but retrenchment's also a problem, um, as uh, in many cases um, that gets declined because it's not a formal full time. Um, position so they'll say oh, but you were t- it was a temporary contract or well, it was you were a, oh, you know they they question the the type of um, employment contract it was so yeah. it's another warning just just make sure yes. that if you, you know because we know the economy so many people are being retrenched just make sure that you're not paying um, a premium for nothing on a on a, on, a, on a on a cover that won't uh, um Actually, be in place. It mm. will be repudiated because of the fact that you they don't recognise your form of um, employment um, under retrenchment Okay, so. uh, that's a good point to
1: raise. Let's go to our lines now. They are open to you on zero one one eight eight three zero seven zero two. As we look at credit life insurance, Fatima, you're calling us from West Dean. Hello,
0: Fatima. Oh yes. Um thanks for taking my call over and Wendy. Um, so I haven't um, I I just heard on the radio um earlier that we you know we're gonna have this discussion. So I didn't test anything. Anyways, um I've got a home loan well my late husband and I had a home loan with NetBank and obviously the credit life insurance. Mm. Um he passed away uh a year and a half ago and um you know, after I got back to work, contacted NetBank and they said that um only I was insured, and I was shocked. I was like, "How can I only be insured i mean do you know that could never uh, you know uh, you understanding. To us. Even, yeah. yes, even even people, you know like colleagues themselves. So, hi yes wendy
2: so you, you were you both uh, you joint um bondholders, both your names on the uh, joint on, okay yes, so yes, it would be a natural assumption that uh, it would cover both of you,
0: yes. And, and so it, I was, you know, I was shocked and they said only I was insured and I was like, but how do you determine that? What is, he called you and said I was the one who passed away, you know? Um, in any case, I just didn't have the strength at the time to fight it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but when I heard that we, you know, we're having this conversation today, I thought, let me just phone and find out. Um, you know, should I investigate further? Um, you know, how do I go? Do, do you know about it? Have you heard about this
2: before? I, I, Fadima, I've never had a complaint. I've just realized you have emailed me. I'm sorry. I opened the email, read it, marked as yes. unread because I was in the middle of something. So I was about to say, please email me. Then I thought, no, I actually have heard this before. You've emailed me recently in the last few days, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I, I will. Hopefully all the details are there. I'll just have a read and get back to you if they aren't. But I've never had one of these cases before. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing I would ask you is to look at the policy document. Um, okay. There has to be, within okay. insurance policy, there has to be a policy document that that um, outlines the nature of the cover, the exclusions, the yeah. excesses. And this, this isn't the case of, for excess, but um, that would be the first point. But I would say that if you've got a bond that's in... Um, Two people's names, husband and wife, and um, you take out... Coverage on the bond—it doesn't seems a bit odd to me. Maybe mm-hmm. this is some weird insurance practice that I'm not aware of. It seems mm-hmm. a bit odd to me, especially if you think about it cynically. Um, statistically, it's more likely for the mm-hmm. man. Yeah. To I was going to say, then pass. how do they determine that it should be the wife that yes, gets covered? Yes, and, and where mm. is the policy document that stipulates that? So that yeah. would be my first port of call. Always uh, go to the paperwork, the, doc- the documentation, yeah. and take it from there. So that's what I will do. If you haven't already, as I say, I just such a quick look at your email. If you haven't done that already please could you follow up and send me ask for that documentation and send it to me and that's then i can take up the case oh
1: fatima i'm so sorry for your loss and as you say just at the
2: time compounded yes you
1: just don't even have the strength to 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 to, uh, go up against a big organization that's saying no that's not how you remember it so let's see um so wendy will be in touch Okay, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you okay, for your call. You, That's Bye. Fatima in West Dean. Um, there's also a WhatsApp here, and it says, you know, I was retrenched at 62. And okay. when I put in a claim for credit card uh, insurance, um, they declined as I was over 60.
2: But he was still paying? Seems so.
1: Uh, well, ridiculous. perhaps it, it doesn't quite say, but that's the, it seems like that's the reason that uh, was given. Next, we've got Mwegedi in uh, Pretoria CBD. Hi, Mwegedi.
3: Hi, how are you?
1: I'm good, how are you?
3: Not too bad. I'm calling on behalf of a friend. Mm. Um, the husband just passed on, and the husband husband also had that uh, credit cover. Uh, but when the wife went to the their insurer to claim They said actually that uh, cover has lapsed. During the difficult times, when the husband lost his job, they missed one month of payment. Oh. but They recovered and, and paid. And uh, the repayment to the bond never dropped or anything. It remained the same, and they've been paying that money throughout. So the question is, if it has lapsed, why the bond repayment did not drop? Because it was included in the bond repayment.
1: Mm. That was you seen. See, should have been seen as an things, extra amount towards the bond repayment. Mm.
2: It is. A, it is a separate amount, um, and that um, is really worrying. I mean, it certainly wouldn't. Um, if, if the if the premium continued, and yes. while there was no chance of any um, claim ever being successful because of that one lapsed payment, the, in the absence of any notification that would never pass yeah. the um, treating customers fairly directive that all players in the financial services market need to follow as a directive from treasury. TCF is, is huge, treating customers fairly. So I would urge, Mekiti, I would ur- urge you to ask your friend to email us um, get in touch so that I can get in touch with her and try and help her through that. Um, okay. She has, she does have the avenue of the long term insurance ombudsman mm-hmm. um, that she just can't do two things at the same time as we've said uh, highlighted in Fuyo's case, but I'd be happy to take a look and if I don't feel um, I can help, I will tell her how to go about uh, lodging a claim with the long-term insurance ombudsman on that one. All right. Okay, thanks. That would
3: really help. She's she's in a very bad state. mm,
1: So ah, ask her to send us an email. We'll forward it to Wendy at dot 702coza Okay. Thank you you for your call. And you know, often Wendy these um it comes at a time when you're absolutely devastated. You've had this diagnosis or you've been retrenched or you know, it's a life changing, um it's a life changing moment and you think you've got the safety net, only to be let down in one of the most profound ways. So
2: A lot of my work involves people who are let down um, in their hours of need, whether it's by a tow truck operator or, you know, claiming on um, some form of insurance, which is a grudge purchase, Mm -hmm. uh, until the fact that you need to pay, the time comes when you need to pay. And then you think, oh, thank goodness, all those years or months that I paid that premium and then I need to discover... Yeah, I deal with this kind of thing every single day, and why I talk a lot about all forms of insurance because what we're trying to avoid is people thinking that they have peace of mind um, when, in fact, it doesn't exist. They yes. they don't have a they don't have a chance of a successful claim. Um, I'll bring you the story soon. Um, I'm just waiting for a response. I was hoping to do it today, in fact, Mm -hmm. of a woman who bought her first car cash. It was in her 50s. She elected not to have uh, a tracking device fitted, but there was some miscommunication with the insurance company. And and, um, So anyway, when her car was hijacked, it was a horrible home invasion, and they took her car. Mm. Um, She lost. Uh, They they um, repudiated the claim because she didn't have... Um, the tracker fitted, and my point was last year she had two minor claims, one a small dent and another one, I think it was a windscreen or yeah, something like geez. that. And in neither of those cases, did they say, actually, because you don't have a tracking device, it, it, they they paid the claims so I'm saying If they'd said to her In the first cheap claim mm. uh, You know Relatively cheap um, This is repudiated Because you don't We see you didn't have A tracking device But mm. then she would have thought Oh my goodness I better do it Yeah But they didn't And then they wait For the huge uh, 300,000 Rand claim And to say Oh no You don't have A tracking device So that story is still to come But this is the sort of Thing that I really Feel strongly about our yeah. About. Yes. yeah and about, yes, and
1: when are when like in this case that Mo was telling us about, when you hmm. miss a month, um and maybe we haven't told our insurance company and so on because yes, there's that shame, we avoid dealing with these things uh, oftentimes. What should we do after that? and what is what is often the consequence?
2: Okay, so, so each policy will be slightly uh, – policy terms and conditions will be slightly different. I've seen many where they say, um, you know, if you, you miss a payment, um, you're, you're allowed a certain leeway, right? If, you've, if you're missing a several, then obviously your policy is going to lapse. But whatever the case is mm. and whatever's in their terms and conditions, I don't think in terms of treating customers fairly that it's okay for the insurer to just keep quiet – um, about somebody who's uh, lapsing on a policy due to non-payment yeah. especially to carry on taking the premiums and when in fact there is um, no cover that when you claim they're going to go back and say oops actually I, I just I, look I need to investigate this with the um, insurer and with the um, ombudsman's in terms of what they are allowed to do to yeah. co- codes etc but it if we, to you and I, as I mean, in terms of fairness and common sense, mm. um, if if someone has has missed one uh, payment and the, pol- the the premiums are still going off, and there's no communication about mm. the fact that please That's bear in science. mind, we'll need you to pay this if you want to reinstate your policy yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I just don't think that it, that passes the treating customers fairness no. uh, um, uh, criteria. I really don't. So it's a very interesting. One, perhaps not perhaps, definitely for us to look at in a future show in terms of the implications of missing a payment on uh-huh. a premium and and what the industry's attitude towards that is. And maybe there are people listening now, if you've if you've missed a payment on whatever kind of insurance sure. policy you have, just make that call, make that dial that 086 number and um, find out so that you aren't surprised in your in your worst moments. And I would say also make that call to make
1: sure that uh, what the credit life insurance covers you for, how you understand how specific it is.
2: Especially retrenchment.
1: Yes, exactly. Because I know with uh, some disability cover as well, and I know I'm going in a different direction because this forms part of life cover, it's very specific. For instance, if I yes. end up in a wheelchair and yet what I do involves my voice and I don't lose my voice, I'm not going to get paid out. Um, because it doesn't relate to me being able to carry out my job, for instance. And like if I end up in a wheelchair and I'm uh, work on in construction, then there's a direct or if I hurt my hand or my arm or something, then there's a direct relationship. Mm. so that was something that uh, uh, can often be overlooked when you think retrenchment, disability cover. It has to, You have to be really, really, really specific about what it is that you're covered for and what you're not covered for. Um, oh, so it's, it would be a good idea to make those calls. A WhatsApp says, my mother has been paying an endless credit at uh, Edgar's, so she's, a, she's a, a bit confused about the interest rate. Maybe that's one we can forward and take a closer look at. If you're listening now, just Send us more details. Uh, Sounds like she's
2: paying and paying and the um, yes. amount's not dropping. So um, my guess is that she's got a lot of um, club fees and other policies uh-huh. and things on there that she's not aware of. So we'll just. That's actually the v- question at the end of the story.
1: That. Yeah. Why yes. is the credit not ending? That's that's uh, the the question at the end. So do email me if you're still listening and we'll forward it to to Wendy. Sean's given us a call and he's out in Reimsich. Sean, you say you have some advice on bond insurance, on the bond insurance call from earlier?
3: Yes, absolutely. Good afternoon, Wendy. And good afternoon, hello, Sean. I mean. Look, I just, I just wanted to share some insight into what often happens. When when two people take a... Hello? Yes, we're listening. Yeah. we What Yeah, what, what, what happens What often is that when two people take a bond, the joint bond, the, the actual part, which is the insurance part, is often, often so expensive that uh, people decline it and opt for own insurance. Now, what then happens is that when you take your own insurance, it's not joint. So each party has got to be insured separately. And I think that is where it actually gets lost. Because,
0: oh,
2: uh, but we still got the point, which yes. is which was excellent. So it did sound like the. It was. It was taken out through the bank. But we'll investigate that. Because I would say, if it's if you take it out as a protection via your bank, and the yeah. bank knows that you're both bondholders, yeah. Um, and 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 our caller Fatima obviously had no recollection of saying no. It's too expensive on both of us. Just put it on one. Yeah. I would imagine if you're going to choose one, just based on actuarial statistics, um, uh. you would choose the the, the husband. You know, sure. So that's I'm really looking forward to getting that one. But thank you very much, Sean, for 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 um, throwing some light on how it could have happened. Yes, because there are those scenarios. But I do Mm. recall
1: also Fatima saying that uh, they'd taken it it out with the bank. She even mentioned the bank. She said uh, NetBank. So uh, we'll look at that email. But an interesting case nonetheless. Oh, we lost that uh, last call that was there. Let's take a break and then we'll come back to your calls as we wrap up our segment with Wendy Nola.
0: on 702.
1: Six minutes to uh, three, and we're taking your final calls. On credit life insurance, uh, have you been able to claim successfully? Um, and so far, we've had uh, calls where uh, some of our listeners have not been able to claim successfully because of certain technicalities, so I'm still anticipating or hoping that uh, there's a call out there that says it went swimmingly, it was worth taking it out. Um, Mike in Kempton Park, hello. I, I, wanna, I, I just
3: uh, uh, want to find out why is it that... Uh I said uh, many times when uh, a lot of celebrities pass away, we hear that uh, the 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 bank is gonna repossess the house. Like in the recent case, a uh, I, I saw on the papers that the bank is, is after his house. Doesn't the bond come automatically uh,
1: with the loan?
3: Even I remember the Bullis case. Just quickly said that the, the bank is, is going to repossess the house. What, what, what's going on there? Doesn't the bond come with the, with the loan? I mean, with the insurance, the, the bond. I'll listen on the radio.
1: Okay, you mean like life cover, which in the event yes. of you passing, I think that's what he means, that it would, auto, yes. it would no, then pay for the re, the, what, what remains?
2: It's not automatic, no. Mm. It? It's, an, it's just like insuring your car is not automatic. You have to sort of, you know, hmm. pay the extra premium and whatever. But, you know, these things are always. Um, grudge purchases i mean you look at your bank' table and you think mm, but it's this weird thing with, with every form of insurance whether it's a, a medical scheme or yeah. insurance on your car or whatever you like do you want to have something bad happen to you to get your money to work? it's yeah. like this weird <laughs> mind flip thing but but yeah it is a say it's it's a horrible thing to have to pay to get nothing in return until that moment where you need it and then you're just so grateful that you. Yes. I don't think we can afford not to have insurance, to be quite honest. Because Absolutely. Especially in South Africa. Let's squeeze in Barbara before the
1: headlines and before we say goodbye. Hello, Barbara.
0: Hello, Hi, Wendy. I thought I'd let you know, you said you were hoping that there's somebody out there that has had. And yeah, she is. Yes. Yes. And uh, yes, I had I was retrenched many years ago, mm-hmm. and I had about five different companies, and uh, all of them paid up. oh, great. Wow, you see that's just what I'm talking about,
2: Barbara. Thank you that grudge purchase you were paying extra on those accounts or you know loans or whatever they were, and um and then you were retrenched you were it was a horrible time of your life, but at least you didn't have the worry debts to worry about of yeah. that debt, and that's exactly what it's for. So when it works, it works, but but the point is often the small tr- print will trip us up and, mm-hmm. or else we have a valid case, as I'm, as I think, can't say for sure, obviously, in Vuo's case. And then okay. you get declined anyway. But yes, good to hear that yes. obviously there are many cases where it does work. Um, and I'm, I'm so glad that we managed to squeeze one in Absolutely, before the end of Absolutely. Barbara,
1: thank you. My pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you. That's Barbara there. So it worked out in every single case, in fact. So five, just to be so clear right. quickly, Wendy, that this is on um, loans, on credit cards, on uh, just the types of… home loans, mm-hmm. yes,
2: everything, any form of credit. Right, any form of credit, yeah. You So can. in your case, she was paying an extra three hundred rand a month, which was which pushed her premium from her say repayments. two eight up to three one. Sorry, her repayments every month. So it was a decision that she took consciously because yes. three hundred rand is you know it's not insignificant. No. Um, and now she comes to claim she's got the dread disease and and it's and for now. Uh it's not it's not working for so her. But let's see if we can come back sooner or later with a with a, a different ending for her. Yes.
1: Well so far it's been like if it was five, five out of five <laughs> fingers yeah. crossed that it yeah. continues that way. Thank you so much, Wendy. Next Thursday is another Have date. Her. Yes, indeed. Fantastic. That's our Wendy Nola. We're speaking to her from our Cape Town studios. So just remember, I know Cabasella's been busy on the phone lines that uh, you go through your own process, even this morning just going through the emails uh, that you have forwarded to us to send to Wendy, that go through that process, see how far you can get, and if you are at your wit's end, let's see how Wendy can assist. Not every case will be, of course, possible for her to intervene in and then send us an email as Anian 702.co.ca and we dutifully forward them to her as you've uh, experienced in the past and then some come through via the phone as well. If you can't email, you can give us a call during that segment on 11 883